are the content rebels. We've got zero time for busy work that masquerades as marketing, and we're done with losing the impact of our big message just to satisfy some SEO or social media algorithm rules. This is a show about marketing for established soloish entrepreneurs who want to build real relationships with clients online. Join me each week as we make your content work for you. What would it take? Yeah, I'm going there for our last episode of the Content Feel series. We have covered a lot in this series. I've been so happy. We've talked about how to underpromise and overdeliver the right way. We've talked about moving from a nice to have to a must have in your niche, how to show up online without feeling like you want to tear your hair out, how to build an audience of thinkers who actually take action versus just nodding along and friend zoning themselves in your audience, right? We've covered so many different things. But the real clincher here is knowing what it would take for you, for you personally, to show up. What would it take for you to fully commit to a strategic content plan, show up for your people and hone the content itself so it does that serious work in your business? What would it take? I ask this because there's been a bit of a a rumbling that I've noticed in some of the circles that I run in over these last few months. And then the rumbling is this, you both do and don't know what to do. And yeah, it's a little paradoxical. So let's let's break it down a little bit. It is based on something that a woman who we'll just call M said, because I didn't ask for her permission to share her name. And she said on a group call that I was on a while back, I am sick of other people telling me what to do in my business. Now, that's not to say she doesn't want guidance ever. Elevated businesses do want guidance, but we don't want instructions and we want to be treated like clients, not customers. We've got thoughts and feelings and and those are what shaped us. That's what has brought us to where we are today. But stop trying to put us in a box. The thing is, we kind of do want someone telling us what to do in our business when we don't truly know what to do. It's only when we feel an urge or desire to do something and then someone else tells you not to do that, that this becomes a problem. That's where that don't put us in a box thing comes from. I had a client. She's been working with me for a couple of months now, but last fall, she hired a business coach who specialized in social media audience development. And she came to this coach because she really didn't know what she was doing on social media. She has so much expertise, super knowledgeable, and honestly, a great person. And she said to her coach, but what do I say? I understand your theories on you know, how often to post and all of this kind of stuff. But what do I say? And her coach kept telling her, oh, you know what to say. When she really, really and truly didn't know what to say. And how much must that suck, right? Like you hire someone to solve a problem. They're like, oh, no, no. Yeah, you got this. The reality is you have expertise. You are marketing your services, whatever kind of services they are. You know, creating um, content plans and measurement dashboards like me or coaching for fertility or selling courses on growing your own veggies, on copywriting. I mean, all the different things that, that people do as services, whether it's online or not, right? And you know content marketing works for some people. You hear you should be consistent and you might have even tried a time or two, but you haven't figured it out yet or, or maybe you just haven't committed to it. It's nice to have. It doesn't feel like a must have, which is why we come to the what would it take question that I am offering and asking of you here. because. When you have all of this expertise, when you have all of this head knowledge, 
When you have a message that you are dying to get out there in the world, you might not have the word formats or, or, or the specific verbiage and vocabulary in a way that translates your big message into a way that gets people engaged with your content. This is the work of content marketing. It's, it's turning your expertise into a way of marketing your business so people come along for the ride, hang out long enough to decide, are you for me? Can you really help me? And then actually, you know, book you, engage with you, right? Like that is the work of content marketing. And just because you have expertise in your subject doesn't mean you have the words to make that part happen. So back to M's story, right? She was really sick of guru here or internet personality over there saying, this tactic is the only way you're going to build a successful business. She knew deep in her heart that was not the case. And whether you're for ethical or time-based or you know money reasons not willing to do a particular tactic, like that should not be the thing that makes you successful or unsuccessful. All tactics can work and all tactics can fail. It's not about that. And the crux of what M was saying was basically, I know deep in my gut, there is a way to do it my way. I just need support on some of the aspects of doing it my way so I can feel good about the work I am doing and feel good about how I'm putting that work out into the world. And she is not alone. I had just this past spring, my own experience like this. One of my clients has multiple people on her team. And one of those people is an SEO expert that she has on retainer. And we got into a bit of a headbutting situation, you might say. As an expert, she was telling me how to do keyword choosing and whatnot. And she was specifically saying, no, there's no search volume on that XYZ topic. Now, I know in my gut that's not true. I also know that I don't care if the search volume was 100 instead of 10,000. It's still relevant because that particular topic is the hill my client stands on. And more importantly, this, this micro niche will help my client. It is her sweet spot. And, and if only she is serving it, all the better. What better way to become an expert in your particular micro niche or field of expertise than being the only one that has content out there on the internet? And if you're the only one that has content out there on the subject, of course, there's no search volume on it yet. It's not well known yet. But being a little famous for one area is your goal. And you can only do that when you're serving your purpose, even if some expert says it's the wrong way. So yeah, I butted heads with this SVO expert and said, we are making content on this topic because this topic is what my client stands for. She has to put this out in the world, even if people aren't searching for it yet. We will create the search need. And yeah, I'm fired up about this because when you become the only go-to person in your field, you're doing that on a mountain of content that you took time to create. So what would it take? Would it take knowing you've always got a full pipeline so that when, of your, when one of your four clients decides to move on, you don't lose 25% of your income? And instead, you have the option to take a, you know, like a two-week breather with a later workload, or, or maybe you can just replace that client immediately. That's what committing to a consistent, strategic content plan has done for my business. I initially thought I was at capacity for the summer. And then after working with the client load that I had at that time for a couple months, I decided, you know what? I could take one more done for you client after all. I had two potential clients who had both said June might be a good for them. And when I let them know I had a space open, it filled. 
Now, this isn't a case of, I did it, so you can too. I will never put that kind of toxic positivity out there in the world. What this is, is my framework in action. It is speaking up, showing up, and then tuning up. It is strategic content, showing up consistently with you, your unique voice, and then honing in the message by measuring content performance. That is what got me here, and it's the same framework I deliver for my clients. So would it take repeated examples of falling off of your email consistency and then seeing a corresponding dip in podcast downloads, as one of my clients mentioned to me a couple months ago? Would, would that be what it took to commit to regular email creation? Or would it take watching your email open rates rise week over week after a four-month hiatus from emailing your list to realize that, yeah, it's hard work to rebuild your content reputation when you take a break? That's a different client, by the way. <laughs> I don't have answers, by the way, for these questions for, for you, only for my business and, and for those whom I'm intimately aware of the systems for. But these are questions that you need to answer for you. If you don't want to create regular content, you're probably not tuning into this podcast regularly anyway. So my guess is, if you're hearing this, you want the results that great content will deliver. So it's simply a question of what would it take? Many people feel lost when it comes to their businesses. As we've already said, they want advice. They don't want orders. Like we want guidance that's tailored to to us because we know that every business is unique, but but we we are the most unique, of course. So we want that tailored guidance, right? Sometimes we need help on what to do next in your business. And there is a decent case for the idea that my approach is not the best for your business. And that's why I'm asking you, take a moment to reflect on what it would take for you. The point is, listen to your own instincts. What serves your purpose best? Sometimes that might even go against an expert opinion. What matters isn't pleasing everyone, but but becoming really renowned in one area by serving out your big message. And you need to decide what it would take for you to commit to getting that big message out there. So that's it, friends. That is the end of our Content Feels series, covering all those things that get in the way of us showing up authentically. Your unique personality has the opportunity to really get the purpose of why you are doing this work in the first place out there. And you get to decide. You get to decide if and when you're going to embrace that. If you need some guidance on how to do that, I am happy to take a call with you, even if you're not entirely sure. And This is not one of those like calls where I'm like, pressure, pressure, you must commit. In fact, I almost never let anyone commit on the call with me. I always make them take a little bit of time because I want to make sure that you're in it. I'm in it, but I can't be more in it than you are. So if you need help, whether that's me creating a content plan for you or me doing the full done for you version by creating the content plan and helping you show up and implement with your content week over week, I do have openings available right now. As I said, I figured out I have more capacity than I thought I did. And one of the ways I've figured that out is by employing my own systems. And I would love to show you how we can do that together. If you found value from this episode, there are two things you can do to thank me. The first is share it with a friend. If you enjoyed this episode, you learned something from it, odds are you know somebody who needs to hear this message. I do truly believe that a rising tide lifts all boats. And if you help that friend with something that they need to do, we're going to have less crappy marketers out there, which means less scams, and we get to help more people in those ways that we uniquely are meant to help them. 
The second thing you can do is leave a rating on whichever podcast app you are listening to the show on right now. Doing that helps me reach more people, getting, again, this same great information out there, and we all make a better, happier, effective, and ethical world as a result. Thanks so much. See you next week.